Welcome back to the Unknown Archives. Today, me and my co-host Adam will be going through some more paranormal experiences found on Reddit. Are you ready for today, Adam? I am indeed. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to kick things straight off with a story that is called Tales from the Ouija Board. I already don't like this. This story was posted to Reddit by a user called Kenny underscore 631. I hesitate in telling this story because I don't want to contribute to the Ouija board stigma. It is in fact a board with letters painted, stamped or stenciled on it. Or the way Hasbro makes them, a sticker on a pasteboard. It is not a portal or a gateway and nothing lives inside them. Energy feeds off energy and the board being an inanimate object can't emit its own energy. That comes from those who use the board. I was given my first Ouija board by my grandmother. I think it was for my 14th birthday. She liked to give odd things for birthdays for some reason. A group of the neighbourhood kids were bored and hanging out in my room. We didn't know what we wanted to do, so we just hung out chatting about whatever kids chatted about at the time. There was one girl being really snoopy and looking in my closet and she spotted the Ouija board. She came out all excited and asked if we could try it, and I said, yeah, whatever. So two of them sat facing each other with their fingers on the planchette and started asking questions. Silly questions like, does so-and-so like me or does he have a girlfriend? Well, that didn't end well when the thing pointed to no, backed up a little bit and then pointed to no for a second time. She got upset and decided she didn't want to play anymore. Then it was my turn with someone else. I forgot what she asked, but the planchette didn't move and she became frustrated as she got up and someone else sat down. This is where things became weird. She asked if she could speak to her grandmother who had recently passed because she was missing her and it pointed to yes. Then the thing starts to do a figure of eight. Slow at first, then gaining momentum, and then it stopped. This girl started to ask if her grandmother was present. It said no. And she had to ask who we were talking to. It spelled out devil. A rocking chair across the room started rocking by itself real fast. There were screams and a stampede out of my room and out of the house. Luckily, no parents were home at the time. They didn't tell their parents right away. But later that night, they all had nightmares and they had to tell their parents. Their mothers called my mother upset. Apparently, the father thought it was funny, but the mothers didn't, and I got in trouble, even though I wasn't the one who pulled the board out of the closet. The nightmares weren't all they suffered. Of course, looking back at it, I think the group exaggerated just a bit. They say they heard things and felt things that scared them so much they slept in their parents' room at night for a week. I think that pissed the mothers off more than what happened, and they were told to stay away from me in the future. The real question, Adam, is Ouija boards. Would you or would you not? Uh, instant answer, not, never, no. Um, That's just, regardless of whether you believe it or not, my dad doesn't believe in anything like that and he would never, ever in a million years touch anything like that. I think I am 95% sure I wouldn't, but 5% of me is too curious. Um. <sighs> I, I think it's if one I could of those guarantee. Things. Sorry, go on. Well, I was just gonna say I think it's one of those things that like I think I know where you're going with it. The ninety five percent of it is because I absolutely do not want to invite something into my house and then not be able to get rid of it. There we go. Yeah. Um but the five percent of me is like, I don't know, one that I don't think it would happen, and two, if something did happen, I would really want to know what happened. Yeah, it's the same as me. If I could guarantee that nothing would happen, I would probably still say no, but I'd be maybe 1% closer to the idea of doing it. Yeah. So what story do you have for me today? 
Well, I have two. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you the titles, and I'm actually going to let you choose. The first one, which is really quite a short one, but um, didn't like it personally. Um, it's called Who's That Mummy? I already don't one, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the second one, which is uh, slightly longer, um, is called The Boy in the Barn. I'm just going to rip the band-aid off and go with Who's That Mummy? This story was posted to Reddit by Jocelyn Francis. Around four or five years ago, I lived in a small Vermont town in a newly built modular home with my husband and two kids, one being five, the other three. The house sat on a piece of land overlooking the Connecticut River and lots of mountains. It was nice. You always got this eerie sense about the place though. Well, one night, my toddler woke up crying, as per usual. It was around 2am. I slipped on my robe and waddled to his bedroom where he laid awake. I gave him a warmed bottle and tried rocking him back to sleep, though he was obviously fighting it. I finally gave in and laid him down in his crib where he looked up and very clearly said, Who's she, mummy? while finger pointing towards the ceiling. Taken back, I answered, Who? At this point, my palms were getting sweaty, and I tried not to freak out. He answers me, still pointing, The lady up there. I scooped him up out of the crib, went and grabbed my five-year-old, and we slumbered in my bedroom all night. He never brought up the lady again, but so many creepy and unexplained things have happened in that house, I will never regret moving away. Terrifying. <laughs> Who is that, mummy? No. It's the on the ceiling part. Why are they on the ceiling? Yeah, I um I didn't like that part. That's that for me was the worst bit. The thing is I wouldn't even like bring the courage to even look at the ceiling just in case I saw it. Yeah, I'd be like, You're on your own kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just I'd have been like, enjoy your night. I would have just nope straight out. Um, it's again the kids with ghosts thing. I I hate it. Yeah, me too. And I, I, it's it's one of those things where like you can't really ever tell how serious the child is being about what it's seeing as well. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, pff, no, thank you. Um, yeah. I am kidless, and remaining that way makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to things like this, yeah, yeah, I um, don't, I don't, uh, I don't blame you. Talking but... of things I don't like, uh, I read this next story, and I debated reading it on the podcast. Okay, because there's a part of it that I really didn't like, and I think if I read it out loud, it's going to be in my head for a while, and then when I go to sleep, it will be there. Um, but I thought if I have to deal with that, so do you. And anyone else listening. So this story is called Demonic Nightmares and Experiences. This was posted to Reddit by a user named tight-number4681. Do I have something attached to me? This is a long story from age 6 to now 21, so bear with me. My dad used to do black magic in the 2000s and before he left. I won't get into detail, but get straight to my experiences. In 2009, I was sticking up football posters in the hallway with my brother when I turned around and saw someone's head sticking out of one of the rooms to the left of the hallway watching us. It was a blood reddish type of face. I saw it twice, so I went into the room and nothing was in there. 
Another night in 2008, when I was eight, we all slept in one room, as we were young, so I slept right next to the door. I woke up from a nightmare at night, looked around and saw everyone asleep. I then heard the floorboards creaking in the hallway and the foot stopped at the bedroom door. The footsteps entered the room, then the mattress on my bed started sinking down near my feet and someone crawled onto the bed and stopped right next to me. I opened my eyes and a woman who looked similar but worse than 1973 Exorcist was laying down right next to me, looking at me. I shut my eyes and opened them again and there was nothing there, then closed and opened them again and there she was again. I was overtaken by fear, shut my eyes and said any pair I could and opened my eyes and she was gone. I got up and woke up my mum and she said it was just a bad dream. Another time in 2009, I went to the toilet and I left the door fully open. I turned my head right and through the mirror in the hallway I could see a thing with red eyes standing in the next bedroom. It was looking the other way as if it didn't know that I could see it through the mirror from the toilet. I saw another two sightings and stopped seeing them around 2010 but the nightmares didn't stop. I've been having very bad nightmares every day since I was six. I'm now 21 and still have them. It's always dreams of demonic looking scary girls chasing me or trying to get me or me being possessed or scary things inside the house. Also dreams of scary demonic looking women peeking through my bedroom at night and watching me, things like that. And when I try and recite holy verses, the words don't come out. Can you guess which part of that I didn't like? Was it the bit where they crawled onto the bed? Yes. And then just stared? Yeah. Here's the thing, it doesn't stop there, Adam. Um, The user posts another bit of the story further down in the comments, Um, so I'm going to read that to you now. Oh, great. I wake up sometimes at night and feel someone stroking my hair from behind me. My foot was grabbed once. I've woke up so many times to someone in bed with me, like kind of spooning me from behind. It got to the point in winter 2020, early 2021, where it kept happening so much that I didn't care and it wasn't scary anymore. I just asked who it was, but I got no answer. It just lays behind me in the bed silent. Most recently, I started to wake up to someone jump on the bed and start to shove their hands into the side of my body under my ribcage or abdomen. The pain is so bad it feels like I will die when it happens. Nothing works, not even reciting holy verses. When it happens I can feel the person's body fully. No hair, no male or female private parts. I don't know what it is, it doesn't have a gender. Once this thing came onto my bed and fully turned me on my back while I was sleeping on my side. Seven months ago for the first time in my life I was sleepwalking. It happened once and it didn't happen again. It felt like something else was controlling my body and I was just watching everything happen through my eyes. I was walking around upstairs and I specifically remember peeking my head in my mum's room. I woke up sitting at the end of my bed and thought it was a dream until in the morning my mum said, Why was you peeking your head in my room at night and watching me and not saying anything for like 10 minutes before walking around upstairs? Then I realised it wasn't a dream. I was just watching it all through my eyes and my body was walking around by itself without my control and doing things like peeking into my mum's room. I don't believe I'm possessed and it's embarrassing to tell anyone about this in real life so I wrote it on here. But I think something is with me and attached to me. It it didn't get any better there, did it? No. uh, It it sounds a little bit like it got worse. Yeah. Um, It might be the... Yeah, it's the first one that I think we or I have read that would, will probably stick with me for a little bit, just from like the middle paragraph. But now is your turn to, uh, in theory, get me back um, with whatever your second story is. 
Well, yeah, this one isn't something that's going to ruin your life like you've just done. Um, however, still not nice, nonetheless. This one is The Boy in the Barn. This story was posted to Reddit by user Insane is my second name. I'm 25 years old now, and this encounter, or prolonged experience actually, started when my family and I moved into an old house when I was eight. It was a house that my parents renovated. The house in itself was fine, however, we had a long garden and at the end of the property stood a huge brick barn. It had been used in the past by the military or later owned by firefighters for training because of its high ceilings and appearing beams which were used for rope exercises. Anyway, I remember vividly when I first stepped inside, its gigantic structure impressed me, but I was struck by how cold it was. I don't remember if it was winter, but I used to be a very sceptical kid and always found a logical explanation, until I couldn't. I lived there until I was 18, but over the years, it was always freezing inside. Summer, winter, didn't make a difference. But maybe it was how it was built. If it was only that, everything would have been fine and would have remained a skeptical kid. But I began to feel things when I was inside, like someone watching me from behind or feeling a presence when I knew perfectly well that I was alone. There was even one area that I couldn't walk to because I felt complete terror invade me at this very spot. I began hating that feeling and thought that I was a scaredy cat, but it only intensified. The window of my room had a view onto the garden and to the barn. Sometimes, from the corner of my eye, I would see someone inside, but when I'd look properly, no one was there, and if the door was closed, that meant none of my family members were in. I brushed it off thinking it was an optical illusion or something, but what I couldn't explain was the emotions I felt when I was inside. Sadness, helplessness, and sorrow. It raised chills down my spine every single time, but I couldn't understand why I was seeing or feeling these emotions. It went on for years to the point where I didn't even want to go there anymore. I thought I was going insane. Until one day, a few years before we moved, my parents got told that the last owners abandoned the property. They had a 15-year-old boy who got bullied in school so badly that he hung himself in the barn right above the spot that terrified me. When I heard his story, everything then began to make sense. It still lives inside me to this day and changed me completely. Now I'm 100% sure that ghosts, spirits, or whatever you want to call them exist. I know what happened to me, finally. What do you think? I think for me, like, that was, a, it was a bit creepy, but I think it didn't feel too bad. But I think it's because I creeped myself out too much with my own story before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it felt, it, kind of, it was closer to a bedtime story for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's certainly certainly a strange one. The thing, if it's real and it's not just just a made up story, then it, it's crazy how he could feel that deep sadness in just in mm. that one space, and then to be yeah. told years later that that was the exact spot where a kid had hung himself after being bullied, like that in itself terrifies me. I'll be honest. Yeah, that, that's one thing that people often don't account for is they they think that paranormal experiences are only seeing or hearing. Um, but a lot of the time people just report like these particular feelings. And I think when people just say like, they feel like they're being watched or something like that, I think a lot of that can be kind of pushed aside because people are scared. A lot of the time they're in like a, a, a creepy area that you would look at and think, why, why were you there? Yeah, That's obviously haunted. But when it's something like that and it's not like a, 
I know he was saying about some scared feelings and stuff like that, but that particular part, it wasn't like a feel of fear. It was this deep, like emotional feeling. Yeah, yeah. He's like deep sadness and sorrow, like mm. almost as if he could sense that something obviously really bad has happened in that one spot to yeah. the point where he couldn't even go in the barn anymore. Like that was a part of his house that he lived in for years. Something so emotional happened that it, it left a mark on a on an area or a building. Um, and it's the kind of emotion that like you wouldn't naturally just make up when you were in something that you thought was creepy, like that kind of sadness and that kind of emotion like isn't isn't where your brain goes naturally. Um, so I think it's really interesting from that point. Yeah, and I think the good thing is as well, it's he kind of got a bit of closure from it as well. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of he he got the end story. He understood at the end why he felt like that in that certain spot. Um, probably not what he wanted to hear, but at least it was closure nonetheless. Well, thanks again, guys, for joining us for another episode and for hearing and uh, hopefully enjoying some more of the stories that we've enjoyed reading from Reddit. If you have any stories of your own or any experiences that you'd like us to read out on the podcast, please get in contact with us uh, via Instagram at the Unknown Archives podcast. And if you've got any feedback or anything like that, of course, we'd like to hear that too. But for now, enjoy your days, guys, and we'll speak to you again soon.